Welcome to the Rhodes Trust Roads Ahead series, bringing you thought leadership from the Rhodes community around the world. In this set of podcasts, recorded during the inaugural Schwarzman Rhodes Symposium at Rhodes House, Oxford in October 2018, our contributors reflect on public leadership in the 21st century, in particular the challenges of ethical leadership, cultural understanding, and communication in today's fast-moving interconnected world. We hear now from Dr Josh Carpenter, Director of Innovation and Economic Opportunity for the City of Birmingham, Alabama. My name is Josh Carpenter. I'm Director of Innovation and Economic Opportunity for the City of Birmingham in Alabama. I have been in that role for the last year or so working with a new, young, dynamic mayor, Mayor Randall Woodfin, who's 37 years old and who won with a mandate. After knocking on 50,000 doors, he received well over 60% of the vote to drive more inclusive, sustainable economic growth, focusing on quality job growth and job preparedness and access to those jobs. Birmingham has struggled economically for some time. We have a 30% poverty rate, 42% for families with children. 60% of our housing stock is 30 years old. About 42% of our single-family-owned homes are in disrepair. Although we report an unemployment rate that's fairly low, what that doesn't take into account is the labor force participation rate, which is very low. About 4 in 10 adults in Birmingham aren't just not working, they have left the workforce altogether. So our job is to recognize one fundamental truth. It's that talent is distributed equally in our community, but opportunity is not, and it has not been. And so the goal of my team is to bridge that talent with opportunity. That in many ways involves more novel ways of creating technical assistance for small businesses, which account for a little over half of job growth in our community, new workforce development programs, including access to post-secondary education for free for Birmingham City School students, and finding ways to grow organically the innovation and entrepreneurial economy that has characterized a lot of Birmingham's reputation of late and certainly is creating economic opportunity. Shipped, sold for $550 million in December of 2017, creating 881 jobs in our community. So it's the first big exit of a startup for our community. We have a comparatively high disconnected youth population in the city. We have roughly 26,000 young people between the ages of 17 and 29 who are what some people call neat youth or opportunity youth. They're not enrolled in education, employment, or training programs. We also have around 1,000 tech jobs that go unfilled because we don't have the proper skills or training. In the year 2014, we posted 5,300 IT jobs, yet we only had 14,600 IT professionals. So that's 37% in new demand that we needed to fill. What we try to do is create programs and create wraparound services like transportation and childcare to reduce barriers to entry to education and tell the stories of the people who have been successful, of the, the single mom who has a job at Honda, is making $22 an hour, and three months ago was unemployed of the young person who was a cook at a kitchen who had to drop out of school because debt was mounting, but now 
is a computer support specialist at the school that he dropped out of and is now getting tuition assistance to go finish his degree and making $27 an hour in the process. Those stories don't have to be the exception. They can be the rule. If we hold true to our philosophy that everyone has the talent and capability to contribute in our economy, then we also need to find ways often more creative than we have in the past to cultivate that talent and give it a place at the table. People who are unemployed are often framed as though they are some sort of monolithic entity. Sometimes they're framed as though they don't want to be working. Sometimes they're framed as though they live in a certain area. What we've learned is that because of the forces of automation and globalization, really talented people who have great work experience in some cases can't find the job they'd like to find. So it's created everything from management level gaps to entry level gaps. And that skills misalignment, which I think McKinsey estimates uh, accounts for about 2 million job vacancies in the U.S., is growing. So what we see the role of government playing in the next several years is the role of convener across those actors in the private sector, the employers who are looking for talent, the post-secondary education sector, so those institutions that are producing talent, and then workers who are looking to upskill, reskill, and in some cases broaden and deepen their expertise. If government is using data, active, dynamic data platforms to understand where the gaps are, and we are attracting the type of conversations that we want to be having, we think that we can more tightly integrate our labor market. A city like Birmingham is small enough to really build that integration with relative speed, but it's large enough to build what we hope is a scalable solution. When we push out a message, social media is very important, particularly if we're trying to reach younger audiences. Mayor Woodfin is a bit of a social media superstar. He has well over 30 or 40,000 followers on Twitter. In his election, 5,000 voters between the ages of 17 and 34 voted for the first time. So they are engaged with his campaign, and hopefully we can translate that into engagement with our economy. As we look forward to the type of leader who is effective in the 21st century, I think there will be a constellation of skills that are needed. On the one hand, candor, the ability to look constituents in the eye and tell them when complexity could alter the way they live their life. Whether that complexity means a new technology that might render their skills obsolete or a new way of processing garbage and trash pickup. That candor, that authenticity of leaders and leadership is going to be all the more important as the average citizen tries to separate the signal from the noise and what they hear in a cacophony of social media or TV and online news. The second quality that I think is going to be really important is a willingness to accept that they need to know what they don't know. They have to be honest and call out problems as they see them, trace those problems to their core, to the best of their ability, and then call in experts. So as opposed to titles and silos and departments that address issues, there'll be teams that are nimble and agile and can surrender ego and title to the work, to the project, to the issue. Embracing that complexity as something that calls for innovative processes. The third quality I think still has to be values, an orientation towards empowerment, 
belief in the individual and asserting that individual's capability in a community and recognizing that all innovation is not progress, that true progress still involves the humanity of making sure that it is good for the public, for the greater good, being honest and an appraisal of what might threaten that greater good is going to be, in my opinion, extraordinarily important. That was Dr. Josh Carpenter, Director of Innovation and Economic Opportunity for the City of Birmingham, Alabama. You have been listening to the Roads Ahead series on public leadership. We do hope you can join us for our next podcast.